1: Consequence Podcast Network
2: <laughs> Borahe Iconic Army. Borahe. So since we've talked since the Being an Army episode, um, BTS have announced concerts in Seoul, both like live streaming and online and in person, Mm -hmm. as well as concerts in Vegas around the time that they're going to be there for the Grammys. Yeah. Uh, All permission to dance concerts. We were super excited to hear that BTS are going to be performing live in Seoul. So excited for them to be able to have that moment, especially with having done the permission to dance like in an empty Olympic stadium last summer. Mm-hmm. Now they get to perform it live with K-Army. I just am so excited for them to it's have that the moment. the reunion
1: of BTS and K-Army yes! that has me in my feels. <sighs> like, I'm really looking forward to that they deserve that. Okay, the armies want that. That's what mm-hmm. BTS wants too. So, yeah. super happy to hear that they're having an in person concert.
2: Yeah, in Seoul. And, you know, if armies want to watch it, then you can live stream it, or like there's going to be a live tour or a live theater showing also Um, and then we were surprised to find out that they're performing for four nights in Vegas like a week after the Grammys because honestly we really felt like Seoul was the perfect end to it like it's where they kicked off technically like the Permission to Dance tour with the first live streaming there and it just felt like okay they're coming home they finally get to perform for K-Army that would be the end of Permission to Dance because we were super expecting come back, you know, afterwards. It was a shock, but also
1: not a shock because Mm -hmm. they are going to be in Vegas for the Grammys. So it makes sense that they're going to have shows there. But we really felt like with Soul, it was going to be the end, Mm -hmm. like the finale of Permission to Dance and that we would move on to the next era, especially with them coming back from their break. Mm -hmm. So we were a little shocked by it, but we totally understand why they're taking this opportunity while they're in Vegas to have... You know, these shows, and it's making me even more excited. The thing that gets me is that they're going to be there for the Grammys. Mm -hmm. But they're going to have a whole show right after the Grammys. Like the Grammys are on the 3rd and the Vegas shows are on the 8th, ninth, 15th, and 16th. Mm -hmm. And so all of Vegas is going to be Army.
2: Vegas Army Takeover. Yeah. So yeah. it's really
1: going to show that like BTS world domination yes. while the Grammys are going on yes. because all of Army is going to be. Taking over the city, yeah, just like they did with LA. Yeah, yeah.
2: I like that you said that they're taking the opportunity because I really did feel like these were concerts of opportunity. They were totally. like, We're going to another city in the United States, we can do this concert to see more army. Um, but we still, like, not confirmed really, but I found like an internal document on Twitter that was like, it looked very similar to stuff we've seen in the past. And uh, I had Nathan translate it for us, thank you, and Nathan. Thanks, <laughs> Nathan. And uh, it's It seems like bts are still planning based on this internal hype document to come back in april Mm -hmm. um so i'm still looking forward to that i'm still hoping for that april comeback despite having these vegas shows so
1: it'll happen it'll happen we know
2: it will bts are definitely in the works of comeback hair is changing whatever absolutely yeah (laughs) yeah Anyways, on that note, welcome back. And we're your hosts. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Your favorite informative fangirl podcast.
1: All right. Today, we are hanging out for about an hour to talk about the Wings album. Yes! Oh, we've been looking Finally. forward to doing this album. Mm-hmm. And we ended up doing a poll on Twitter, and you all voted for Wings. Mm-hmm. Happy that you picked Wings, because that was our first pick, too. So here we are. We're going to get into the lyrics and meaning of all of the songs and just, like, the common themes within the album. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But before we get into today's episode, we want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for all of your support. If you want to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs, our Iconic Hangouts, and our sound checks, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com standingbts.
1: Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash podcast. Thank you so much for being here and for all of your support. Any way that you support us is super appreciated. Yeah, thank you guys.
2: Um, so we haven't picked a charity of the month for March yet. Honestly, just doing a 15-song album review um, it really consumed us we totally. We forgot that it
1: was 15 songs yeah. long. Yeah, yeah.
2: So um, we we really want to be thoughtful about a charity that we pick out, so we don't want to just rush into it because we hadn't thought about it. It's still February. It's still February today. It's the twenty eighth. Okay, last day. When you guys hear this, it'll be March. I promise you that the next episode we will have a charity for you to support in March. Yeah, yeah. But
1: for this album review, we really started at like eight thirty in the morning and went till no girl. It was
2: like nine forty five.
1: (laughs) Nine forty five. Nine forty five until six o'clock. Definitely until six o'clock. And we
2: literally only stopped to snack and like to go outside and see the sun for a moment. So, yeah. But it was a great time. It was. It was a great time.
1: It the day went by so fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's get into it. All right. Let's talk about Wings. So Wings, the album, it was released on October 10th, 2016. It is BTS's second studio album and consists of 15 tracks. Mm -hmm. This is their first album where they ended up doing solo tracks for each member, which is pretty significant because it becomes a common theme throughout the rest of their discography from here on out. Yeah. Um, But this album in particular was heavily influenced by herman hesse's coming of age novel damien we're really not going to be touching too much on damien but there are a lot of themes throughout the songs Mm -hmm. throughout like the comeback trailers and just all of the promotions that went around wings Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of the visuals In the visuals the music video details but when it comes to the actual music when we did the review it really doesn't present itself all too much yeah
2: um, but that's okay. That's just what we see. Some personally. of it is in here, yeah. you know.
1: Just not as like much as we thought it would be. Yeah,
2: I think we really touched on those themes when we reviewed the wing's visual assets, which was back on episode like eighty one, eighty two, and eighty three. We talked about um Boy Meets Evil, we talked about Uh, The short films and we talked about Blood, Sweat and Tears and I think Mm -hmm. in those we saw a lot of the themes from Damien but lyrically and throughout this album we make our own connections so we're really excited to share those with you. So let's talk about Boy Meets Evil. Uh, This was written and produced by P-Dog, J-Hope, R.M. And as far as how it sounds, um, it has a lot of keyboard and some sort of plucking instrument that sounds a little similar to a harp. We like the idea of it being a harp with the uh, the themes of good and evil and that go along with this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also has a very heavy bass line. Um, J-Hope's voice also has some vocal distortion and echoing that, you know, adds to some of the mystery of the song or some of the angst of the feeling of the song. And there's like the ooze and almost i wouldn't even call them ad libs because it's not like he's adding them in in his vocal track but it's little things that he said that they use in the mix of the song like as vocal instruments um there are synths throughout the refrain and just this whole production brings forth the feelings of determination along with anger and like frustration and fighting but acceptance at the same time like acceptance or feeling being defeated in or mm-hmm. hopeless
1: in the process mm-hmm. you know of all this frustration and fighting you really get to that point at the end of the song with how j-hope sings and really emphasizes his voice in that moment yeah the mix is really intricate there's a lot going on with the mix of this song there's so much build mm-hmm. with this song it's super sexy, especially J-Hope's vocal is very breathy, especially at the refrain when he's saying, it's too sweet, yeah. it's too sweet. Oof. Yeah, Amazing.
2: super sexy. Super sexy. But the the let's get into the lyrics of the song a little bit. So he says, The venom of my ambition, I sharpened my knife every day, but because of my uncontrollable greed, my knife became dull. And this was one of the first ones in the inverse one that really stuck out to us because J-Hope, he's so ambitious. He and really is. And we think about now that we have like disease from him and how much that song talked about his ambition and his greed. And here it is. it is
1: perfectionism, too. And his perfectionism. And, his
2: perfectionism. and here mm-hmm. it is like even back in Boy Meets Evil. Yeah. It's... Yeah. S-
1: it's shocking. I was like, wow, why am I being drawn towards disease right now back in 2016 when they really Wings? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. but it really is kind of our first inkling in this album that, wow, this is their individual solo song that's really about them and for them and um, stylistically them. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So he ends up saying, I shouted, but I betrayed my own conscious, the sharp realities that I feel more and more every day this I betrayed my own conscious really makes me feel like that boy meets evil boy meets sin and feeling like his own conscious was telling him no this isn't good for me um but still seeking it anyway is still going through with it every day and he has to live with these sharp realities mm-hmm. of the after effects of these decisions he's made and we've really like paralleled it with just idol life yeah and being an idol
2: yeah And almost like when he says betraying his own conscience, it's like betraying his own intuition Mm -hmm. of like what he feels is the right way to go, you know? And then he has to deal with it. Um, So he's kind of in this like twisted reality that he has to deal with. Mm -hmm. He says, the music box of tragedy echoes, but in order to be free from this crime, I threw my future away because I was drunk in love. Um, I just feel like he's you know, talking about like, I don't, you kind of brought up idol life or mm-hmm. whatever, but the yeah, like what he's wrapped up in now that he can't escape, especially I threw my future away because I was drunk in love. It makes me think of like being drunk with the fame or drunk with like the allure of what you can become. Or and, even his
1: drunken love passion for dance and music, yeah. you know, it's brought him to this point. Yeah. yeah but fame too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely his dance and music that brought him here. But like, um, you know not having the other future what his life would have been had he not been in this in this moment yeah
1: and then saying I woke up I was already surrounded by landmines Mm -hmm. we really thought about like in the idol life, waking up and like the existence of like paparazzis and just every move you make, you could be stepping on, you know, saying something wrong or doing something wrong mm-hmm. because you're just in this like spotlight.
2: Yeah. This, under a microscope.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. walking on eggshells surrounded by landmines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. He says, I cry for a miracle in this reality. And then says, rewind to take us back. Mm-hmm. It was crazy good. I was an idiot addicted to the sweetness. I didn't want to let go of the devil's touch. Oof. I also see this parallel of like greed mm-hmm. and ambition mm-hmm. being like almost sinful. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you can go so far with it where it starts to become not good or that it becomes a sin or that it feels wrong.
2: And because you're addicted to it. Addicted to it. And it's so it. sweet. You know, mm-hmm. it's too sweet.
1: Too bad. But it's too sweet. You know? It's too sweet. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Wow. Um, So, really, a great, like, lyrically, it's getting us started on like themes of good, bad, um, you know, also a little bit of like sexiness going on with like it's not a little bit. There's a lot lot of sexiness going on. (laughs) I'm understating
1: it's, too sweet. it's uh-huh. too sweet i mean you can just envision j-hope wiping his bottom lip yeah with his thumb oh god 100% <laughs> while rolling his body <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, while like doing aerial flips across a room exactly. yeah, yeah yeah um so definitely setting us up for you know what's coming next with blood sweat and tears
1: mm-hmm. all right so for blood sweat and tears songwriters and producers it was written by p-dog rm Sugar, j-hope hitman bang and kim dohoon Hoon. For the production, there's this organ that's playing this low bass, Mm -hmm. these bass notes throughout. And at the very beginning, we kind of said it sounded like a chandelier falling or something, but Mm -hmm. maybe we're just like really drawn into the illusions and the imagery that is with Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like these little bells or chimes that are ringing and sparkling Mm -hmm. around us because they play so arrhythmically. There's a piano, tons of sense percussion lots of snaps and claps there's a snare especially at the pre-chorus so there's EDM feels within the blood sweat and tears track but there's a serious heavy bass that plays at the chorus mm-hmm. and a carrying melody throughout but overall for the vibe of this song it is like sexy tempting siren song oh yeah uh <laughs> you know and it's, it's pretty fast tempoed mm-hmm. but like there are feelings of seduction like especially with the vocals and the rapping it's very breathy yeah which gives us gives off this seductive feel it's 100
2: percent the delivery of the vocals that make it so seductive and like siren like and Mm -hmm. like this literally this is the song that made me stand park jimin because his fucking vocals are just immaculate I mean, at the
1: very beginning yeah the <laughs> like literal the the first song. line
2: I mean I was taken I was taken <laughs> back then I mean 2017 Kayla just discovering BTS that was what had me was Park Jimin's voice and oh my gosh so sexy here at the beginning and yeah. I mean really all throughout and I remember breathy. being
1: shocked that Jimin was your bias mm. when we first got into BTS but then once we watched Blood Sweat and Tears I was like it makes sense yeah like I totally <laughs> see why she's so pulled by him yeah
2: oh man oh but yeah super fast tempoed and not like a slower sexy song but that's why it's the vocals that bring through the sexiness Mm -hmm. yeah um so even Jimin's first line, my blood, sweat, and tears, and my last dance, take it all away. Like, even just that take it all away is extremely, like, seductive and, like, come almost come and, like, save me, you know, rescue me type of thing. Rescue
1: me or just caving in. Mm-hmm. Like, giving in to it, mm-hmm. into this evil. Oh, yeah. Because it feels so good, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, gosh. But <laughs> in the first verse... You hear them say a lot of the, my blood, sweat, and tears, my body, mind, and soul. Well, they're all yours. This is a spell that will punish me. Peaches and cream, sweeter than sweet. Iconic. Iconic, chocolate cheeks and chocolate wings. Like, very, very sweet. Things that are all tempting. Like, I think of, like, the box of chocolates Mm -hmm. that's sitting on your kitchen counter. Like, how Mm -hmm. do you not grab a chocolate? Like, it's Mm -hmm. very tempting, very sweet. He says,
2: but your wings are the devil's. It's us that's being the temptation to us? them in this song army? <laughs> that's how I feel
1: yeah yeah I see I mean, too.
2: I'm army so I'm gonna say it but of course yeah, <laughs> yeah they're talking about us <laughs> um yeah kiss me it's okay if it hurts just make it as tight as Uh, as that, so I can't feel the pain anymore. I mean, like, yes, like, total just giving into the moment, giving into the seduction and the pleasure and the sin Mm -hmm. of it all, and it being the only thing that can give any sort of, like, reprieve.
1: Yeah. 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 This next line is pretty (laughs) jaw-dropping, but... Baby, it's okay if I get drunk. I'll drink you in deep now. Deep into my throat, the whiskey that is you. j oh. oh my God, how
2: dare he? How dare he?
1: Can we not mention deep or throat or Seriously? Like whiskey in the same <laughs> three you know, sentences there?
2: Um, that's the kinkiest <laughs> shit in any BTS song of all time. I
1: think Blood, Sweat, and Tears is, is their kinkiest song. Yeah. Maybe that's a bold statement, but I
2: don't know. Is it a hot take here? But yeah. I, I I agree <laughs> with you. It's
1: very sexy. Yeah,
2: super sexy. Um Yoongi, oh my god. Verse two is Yungi and j-hope it doesn't matter if it hurts tie me up so i can't escape talk about kinky mm-hmm. and then you th- see like in the music video jimin being tied up and by yoongi whatever oh so my gosh. <laughs> oh my god and then they go on to say deeply poisoned by the jail of you i cannot worship anyone but you and i knew the grill was poisoned but drank it anyways like fully knowing that this is this is going to be the end of you you're going to be the end of me but i'm going to dive in anyways Mm, Mm.
1: definitely Mm -hmm. yes and then at the bridge they say close my eyes with your caress I can't resist it anyway you are too sweet too sweet because you are too sweet damn that it it really is like caving in Mm -hmm. you know it could be asking for salvation you know or whatever but to me it's just like purely giving in to the pleasure of it
2: oh yeah this is purely giving into the pleasure. This mm-hmm. is 100% just saying this is like so hedonistic
1: mm-hmm. of,
2: you know, as hedonistic as their songs get of just giving into all of the the lust and the attraction. And I mean really, like you said this is like a siren song. Like the vocal lines are pure sirens and this just pulling you in and making you fall in love. I mean, I stand yeah. part Jimin over this song. Yeah. So, 100%. Yeah. I
1: do feel like their blood, sweat and tears they're Dance, what they give to us, it's worth it in the end. Like, though it's painful in the moment, mm-hmm. it's like so sweet to yeah. see that payoff, to see that reaction from us or yeah. what, what may be.
2: I yeah. mean, because what are their blood, sweat, and tears that they're doing? Like, literally, their hard work, their hours, their, you know, months and years without ever having a break or a vacation mm-hmm. or a rest, you but know. the
1: reward of like hearing armies mm-hmm. go crazy in the crowd or something yes. about it. Yeah. That's what it is. That's the payoff. Yeah.
2: Oh, God, blood, sweat, and tears. Incredible. (laughs) So now we're getting into Begin, which is the, I mean, intro was just J-Hope, but it's not technically, like, his own solo song on this album. Mm -hmm. So Begin is technically the first solo track on this album that's, like, meant to be their standalone It's not an intro.
1: It's not an interlude. It's not an outro. Right. Yeah.
2: So, Begin is, of course, Jungkook's solo song, and this was written and produced by Tony Esterly, Quinones, and RM. So, we love that RM has his influence on here, because I can totally see RM, like, making this Jungkook song. For the production, we hear a lot of synths, and this is very R&B-influenced, with a bass line that has a snare, you know, live drum set, and some singular claps. Um, There's some, like ooze like some of jungkook's ooze and vocalizations again used as vocal instruments mixed in um and then there's like a synth gu- electric guitar and we also hear a bass guitar kind of later on in the song um and this song kind of gives us the feelings of sincere gratefulness and also euphoria um mm-hmm. through these expressions of gratitude and of course it's also very very passionate
1: yeah it makes me think about like anytime i make a gratitude list Whenever I look at that gratitude list, it brings senses of euphoria mm-hmm. of just like, wow, I'm so grateful and I'm so blessed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of what Begin yeah. is about.
2: And we were so interested in listening to Begin back after so many, you know, so long since we've probably both listened to it specifically for the intent of analyzing it, right? hmm and thinking about it being r&b influenced and now in 2022 like having my time oh yeah and how r&b influenced my time is like guys if you haven't listened to these songs back to back because it is so they're both so jungkook it's his sound it's his music style and it's so impressive that like they clearly spent the time to make sure that they had their individual unique sounds developed for these solo tracks every single album. solo track mm-hmm. yeah
1: i mean we're talking about it here now with- jungkook because it's the first one yeah but like when we were going into research I felt like man this seems like a declaration of their sound Mm -hmm. or a declaration of the genre that really speaks to them as musicians and artists
2: because think about like we have to put ourselves back in 2016 when this came out this was their first solo tracks ever (laughs) Ever. on any album and for it to be a full studio album and for them to go on a world tour with it you know like it had to be them like they were going to perform this song every night over the world it had to be some that they truly resonated with and meant something to them.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that RM me feel though, like that do 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 and begin, like that electric guitar. I just see that being in with Jungkook's choreo that he does. Yeah. You know, it's very his style. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. I even think about like his Butterverse and like the Butter Dance Break. Like, I can't, you Ugh, know, God, I just see strumming. so many parallels, yeah. but my time especially. Yeah. Yeah, this really is a declaration of his his sound here. Yeah. So for the lyrics, he says, when I was 15 years old, I had nothing. I was scentless and completely empty. You know, going back to like, before he met BTS, before he became a part of BTS, he felt like he wasn't who he is. Like he never felt whole, mm-hmm. oh, felt scentless. Like that was so strong to yeah. say that. Yeah, I
2: think so too. Um, and when he gets into verse two, he says, "Love you, my brother." I've got brothers. And I just felt like that line was so powerful because he's like really acknowledging like, wow, I really do have these people next to me. Always. I've discovered emotions. I became me. So I'm me. Now I'm me. Like he really, this is really his declaration of the massive influence that his older members have had on him, bringing him up and, teaching him how to grow and how to share his emotions and how to, you know, just be a person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wouldn't have that without the, you know, the love of his youngs that yeah. they gave to him over the years.
1: I really think of Yungi mm-hmm. and Namjoon specifically yeah. or Jungkook here and the influence that went on there. Like BTS really raised Jungkook yeah. uh, from the early days. And this is like he is at a point in life where he can express himself that way. And he goes on to say, you make me begin, referring to like his brothers mm-hmm. to his youngs, smile with me, smile with me. Mm-hmm. In the next verse, he says, I can't take it anymore because you are crying. I want to cry in your place, although I can't. You make me begin, cry with me, cry with me, cry yeah. with me. So we go from this like smile with me to cry with me. Yeah. And what I love about this particular verse is like he seeing, he sees his older youngs being sad or you know going you know through trialing times and his comfort to them is you know I don't want you to feel this way like seeing you cry makes me want to cry but you make me begin you've made me who I am and he uses that like as a comfort to his youngs which is just really sweet
2: yeah like Don't be so hard on yourself because you've made me who I am. Like, I wouldn't be, you've given me so much. I wouldn't be who I am or where I am without you. And so, just for that, you should be proud of who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he goes on to verse four saying that he even feels like dying when his brother is sad or sick and that it hurts more when him himself is sad or sick um, just to see that. So he feels such he's showing the deep empathy that he feels for his brothers and he goes on to encourage that they cry together. Brother, let's cry, cry and get it over with. He says that he doesn't know much about sadness, but he's going to cry anyways because you made me again so he I never knew this until we were looking at this lyric that he changes it he says you made me begin and then he says you made me again Again. and I just think that's beautiful it's like this idea of being reborn through BTS like given a new life a new passion a new purpose or a purpose in general through you know Being this person that he is with this you know with this group of other boys and other men um yeah and he says fly with me fly with me which I just love thematically on the wings album like an idea of being fly it's something that can kind of connect this individual song to the overall theme of the album with wings with Mm -hmm. wings but it's like him wanting to take off with them too yeah yeah yeah.
1: fly with me ah the begin again yeah that was pretty mind-blowing for both of us oh yeah yeah (laughs)
0: you.
2: <laughs> Hey, I'm Kayla from Standing BTS. After you check out the latest episode of our show, be sure to check out some of the other great programs on Consequence Podcast Network, including Rootsland, an original story of two friends who take a musical and spiritual journey from the suburbs of Long Island to the streets of Kingston, Jamaica. The Opus is Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head over to consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and Many great others.
1: All right, next on the album is Lie for songwriters and producers. Lie was written by Doc Skim, Suman, Hitman Bang, Jimin, and P Dog. For the production and vibe of this song, there are these orchestral strings right at the beginning that we hear, and they play throughout. There's a snare, there's drums. There's a bass line with a, like a clapping block sound, mm-hmm. and then background vocals that you hear from Jimin that just like really add a lot to the suspense and like snakiness mm-hmm. of the song. There's no other way to say it, you know, snakiness. Like it's just very slick and smooth. They're how this song is, him. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> portrays evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but this song, it has a similar vibe to Boy Meets Evil, but there's feeling of like this desperation or feeling trapped in this lie Mm -hmm. being pulled in different directions like in a web of lies not knowing how to get out Uh, and then the melody really pulls us like that
2: yeah the melody really pulls us into that feeling especially like I mean I'll just say it now because you're talking about it but his big hook of caught in a lie you know is so you really feel pulled by you know in different directions by that note that the lie is really taking you to different places and kind of mixing you up in it and
1: it's hard not to picture the choreo so i mean it just
2: goes with it it
1: it goes hand in hand for sure um but there's minor notes played in the verses that then switch to a major key in the chorus Mm -hmm. so even though we're feeling this like dark helpless spot you know mm-hmm. we're uplifted into the chorus of caught in a lie right but even that, you know, you get that this minor major
2: key change even adds to like a level of uncomfortability of like being stuck in this lie That's because of that dichotomy between the two tones you know so it's just very you're pulled ki- both ways <laughs> pulled, pulled way is very smart production for like this type it of theme you mm-hmm. know yeah
1: yeah all right let's go ahead and get into the lyrics so for the first verse, he says, Tell me, like you're whispering in my ear, I want to get away. So we already see some, like, rejection here. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you're whispering in my ear. Like, uh, it's very appealing, but I want you to go away. Right. You know, this resistance to it.
2: Like being seduced by the lie, maybe, type of thing. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, this is, like, another very sexy song.
1: Super sexy. Super sexy.
2: <laughs> um, so seduce just works. But then in the pre-chorus, he's saying get away get away from me and then whoever it may be save me save me um so it's like he can't decide he can't decide if he wants it or if he wants it to get away
1: Mm -hmm. yeah almost like he's in too deep
2: oh yeah he can't get out wants to get out Mm -hmm. but
1: is having to like call out for like salvation
2: which would make sense because like that follow-up line is it continues even when I run away I am caught in a lie so
1: yeah like he's in too deep he's in too deep yeah so the chorus is caught in a lie find the me that was pure I can't be free from this lie give me back my smile caught in a lie pull me from this hell I can't be free from this pain save me I am being punished mm. Yeah, it's like the rebuking of the lie and asking for redemption.
2: At like the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, like he doesn't he he doesn't want anything to do with the lie, he's asking for redemption, but like he also can't be free from it and it's like this makes us ask like what is the lie what is the lie I I think I
1: actually asked you that I'm like Mm -hmm. what is the lie Mm -hmm. (laughs) what is he lying about but we feel like with this album a general theme too is it's very artistic and very free to interpretation Mm -hmm. so there are these loose ends that there's no clear cut like yeah what this song is about and I think it's meant to be interpreted to apply to you yeah because these are all things that we all go through
2: yeah i think jimin probably Mm -hmm. thinks of his own lie like whatever he feels like is the biggest lie he lives but all of us when we go through these lyrics and listen to this song you can think about like oh what's your biggest like internal like the lie that you tell yourself or the lie that you avoid convey to
1: people convey to
2: people yeah um i think this really comes out in the bridge where he says i'm the same person i was before i'm here the same person i was but An overgrown lie is trying to swallow me whole. So it seems like it's a song of self-discovery. He knows who he is, but this lie is still just consuming him, and he is just trapped by it. He's caught in it. can't get out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think my main takeaway is the self-discovery. Yeah, yeah, especially, like, find the me that was pure. Find the person I was before. Mm -hmm. You know, just, like... Trying to find yourself so much that you almost lose like your frame of reference. Like who you are almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: And yeah. I'm thinking about like, where do we go from here that we're caught in this lie? And clearly it's not like resolved. You know, he's by the end of the song, he's still asking to be saved and he's being punished. You know, he's being punished because he's in this lie. Yeah. And then we, the album takes us into stigma, into Tae Young's song. So big turn here. Big from turn. S- from
1: sexy to. It's very soulful. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> So Stigma was written by Phil Trey, Young, Slow Rabbit and Hitman Bang and also produced by Phil Trey and as far as the production it has a very neo soul vibe. It's super jazzy with like a jazzy piano from even the very beginning and it the jazzy piano has like an arrhythmic thing going on where it's not really it's not carrying the melody of the song and you kind of it pops in and pops out when you notice it. It's unpredictable it. Unpredictable. it and
1: it just play little, it plays those blues notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which
2: is great for the jazz vibe Mm -hmm. we get some jazz drums it really feels like a whole jazz band honestly because we hear the drums the snare and the snaps and a little bit of electric guitar back there too definitely strong prominent bass and we hear trumpet we hear some trombone going on too which is so great for tae young our trumpet player our saxophone player Uh you know he
1: loves the brass instruments he loves it which is why i think he really fits the jazz he loves jazz he
2: loves jazz which is why he like is learning the brass instruments. Mm, why he's that's learning why he the posts trumpet. Louis
1: Armstrong on his Instagram story. Yeah. You know? I
2: think he really has a true respect and admiration for this genre of music that yeah. he, ad- you know, loves so much. Yeah. and that his voice is so well, you know, made for because it fits it. It's so soulful. And it's
1: like he was born to sing this style of music. Oh yeah, and it warms my heart to see that he has an appreciation for like. You know, like Louis Armstrong and the mm-hmm. jazz musicians who created this music.
2: Yeah. 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 He, uh, in this song, though, even though it's so soulful, we feel in his soulfulness, like guilt and regret, like just stained through this song. Um, and uh, it's, it's really, I mean, it really, the title of it, Stigma, is really indicative of what he's talking about, too. Um, he says, I've been hiding it. Now I can't endure it anymore. Like this stigma, this lie that he's keeping to himself that he's gonna tell someone.
1: Mm. Yeah, in the chorus he says, deeper, deeper, the wound just gets deeper. Like pieces of broken glass that I can't reverse. Deeper, it's just the heart that hurts every day. You who was punished in my steed. You who were only delicate and fragile. So Oh, the, the imagery of like a piece of broken glass that just goes deeper, deeper mm-hmm. into your skin. It just makes me feel like the feelings of guilt going mm-hmm. deeper and deeper, regretting something that he had done, mm-hmm. um, feeling punished, mm-hmm. you know, that this is like a punishment later on for having, you know, hurt someone who is so delicate or fragile. Yeah.
2: it definitely seems like like, the stigma that he's holding on to, like, whatever it is, kind of going along with the themes of this album we've seen so far, it feels like it's a sin, or it's a lie, or something that he's had to try to keep secret and keep buried, but I think the pain of keeping that secret or keeping that buried is additional to, like, that wound, like, causing that cut deeper and deeper, making him feel guiltier because he's covering it up and hiding it or like
1: totally or
2: something about this action that he did affecting someone else where they were the ones who it fell on you know Mm -hmm. they were the ones that got like his punishment from doing this yeah
1: I feel like it could go either way and as we get into the lyrics here but like there's a lot of parallels where armies have interpreted as if he was talking to his younger siblings Mm -hmm. and being an absent older brother and feeling regretful not to not be there or to, you know, you know, someone who was so fragile or delicate Mm -hmm. at the time that he missed out on that opportunity to be an older brother, Yeah, you know, and feeling regretful for that. But there's like, you know, the stigma component to it too. Mm -hmm.
2: Like what's the stigma around it? Like him Mm -hmm. not being a good older brother, but that's kind of like, you know, I don't think he was a bad older brother. Him not being around is just the reality of, you know, going into training an life and, yeah. you know, yeah, being an idol. But that's not to say he can't feel regretful about that or feel like he's maybe letting guilty. down his family in some yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not going to say that that's, like, exactly what the song is about. Because I think that there's I don't think it so is, many other interpretations. Yeah, yeah, it's just a
1: really common interpretation. If anything, song. I
2: feel it doesn't have to be specifically that. But I do feel like it's some sort of, like, shame to the family type of thing. Because it's, like, he talks about, like, someone else being punished in his stead. Which is, like, you know, if you did something that would bring someone else, like, shame or embarrassment. Like, that would bring them punishment in his place. or like, later on in the bridge he does specifically say I'm sorry my brother I'm sorry my sister so he's like really bringing family into it by title right there But that also doesn't have to be literal family because this is a very soulful song. It can be like more like a brother, sister, like a colloquial term, Um, especially like with maybe honorifics in Korea, like speak, like calling someone your young Mm -hmm. is your brother, but it's like your older friend, Um, you know, but he's just, it's saying it in English. So it doesn't have to be a literal by blood brother and sister. So that's very true. It could go anywhere with this yeah, interpretation again, of what is the stigma. Loose ends, mm-hmm. but the common
1: feeling within this song and the lyrics is feelings of regret and guilt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the the Damien coming of age, something that we all have felt at yeah. some point. Yeah, um, feeling that regret. So at the chorus, he ends up saying, "Please let me be punished. Please forgive me for my sins." um whether or not it's about his his sister I almost am like what are the, are there is there a stigma around idols yeah
2: around becoming an idol yeah I mean BTS like, the rappers his... talked about that in the past yeah, but that right. would be interesting for Young to have I don't think Young's song would talk about yeah, that but like
1: he can't conceal or erase what his destiny is or right. what he so please you know dry my eyes this is who I am mm-hmm. And, and I'm sorry that you have to live with the repercussions of this life that I choose to mm-hmm. live.
2: Mm-hmm. Not saying that this is Young's purpose in making this song, because I'm not going to put that on anyone, no. but a lot of members of the LGBTQ plus community have said that this song is like something that they relate to on that level of if they've had issues with familiar support or just any kind of support around coming out and living their truth and just living life how they deserve to live, um, you know, like dealing with that kind of stigma. And I think here in the West, that's a big stigma we think about a lot is the st- stigma Of, like, being trans or, or being bi or being gay yeah. and how that is gonna affect you, but also affect, affect family, family members. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not gonna say that's what Tae Young means, it's but that's definitely about, but something I think about.
1: It's a common theme of like feeling guilty or shameful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful song, very soulful. Very, very soulful. soulful. And you, I mean, we get into singularity later on, and we just know that this is Tae Young's style again, declaring who he is as an artist yeah. and like his voice was meant to sing music like this yeah
2: this really is like we saw like jungkook's begin and then like this is Young's totally his style 100% mm-hmm. like who he is with this jazzy vibe
1: absolutely yeah so let's go ahead and get into first love songwriters and producers it was written by miss k and suga and that's it So for the production, the intro is nearly a cappella. There's just a piano and some white noise that almost sounds like rain Mm -hmm. pattering in the background. It gives a nice ambiance. It is a nice ambiance. And as the first verse builds, we get some strings and a cymbal that we hear clanging in the back. Mm -hmm. But overall, this song is a original classical composition. I mean, we hear just orchestral strings piano. And when we went in to listen to the song, we were both left speechless, yeah. even though we've heard this song so multiple many times. times. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the part of the album where we were both really blown away. Yeah. And we just had to listen to the instrumental on its own because we have such an appreciation for the composition. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense with knowing that first love is strongly about Jungi's first love being the piano. Just how if he didn't have the piano, the piano was the gateway into all of this original composition and his love for music. And we wouldn't have the Min Yoongi today Mm -hmm. if there wasn't the piano for him.
2: Yeah, for sure. So let's get into these lyrics. And I feel like these lyrics are um, narrative, um, more so narrative than like previous songs on this album. And I just think that's kind of how Yoongi wanted to tell this story. Mm -hmm. And I think he's using the piano as like a background to tell the story of his story to music Mm -hmm. and his life with music so in his intro he sets the scene of a brown piano in his childhood house and this is the piano that he grew up on you know he first talks about the piano being way taller than his height so imagine like the piano bench being way taller than him and like little three-year-old yoongi climbing up on it Mm -hmm. to like climb up on the bench and sit at the piano and saying that it guided him um and that Uh, how I looked up to you. I yearned for you when I touched you with my small finger. So even just in that very first moment that he touched the piano, he was interested in it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. In the second verse, he says, I didn't know your significance back then, but then I was content with just looking at you. Mm -hmm. Like he was so in awe of this massive piano that stood in his childhood home. Like he was always drawn to it. Yeah. And then in the third verse, he says, when my height became taller than yours, on top of the white jade like keyboard, dust is piling on your image that has been neglected. So he had once played piano and then we're like at a different stage of his life where Mm -hmm. he's now taller than the piano. But looking at it as, like, this white, jade-like keyboard, just knowing, like, the significance of jade in, mm-hmm. like, Korean culture, mm-hmm. like, it's a beautiful and, like, rich instrument, mm-hmm. and he's neglected it, that it's, like, dusting now, yeah. and he feels regretful of that.
2: Yeah and i'm just thinking still thinking about that line from verse 2 i didn't know your significance back then like even in that moment he's not recognizing the significance that this piano has in his life or or to, him, to him so why much. it's calling to him so much why it's calling to him yeah and it, later on in verse 3 he says but i didn't know that would be the last like the last time he touched or looked at that brown piano sitting in his family home mm. Is what I feel from that. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And throughout, like the continual verses through verse four and verse five, um, as the song continues to grow um, we're really kind of seeing this connection or this relationship with music like in verse five it's almost like he isn't talking to or about the piano anymore it's almost like he's talking to an old friend
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: and so we're going back and forth on if this is like him personifying the piano or music, or him actually talking to like someone from that time in his life, which we thought about because of his song on D2, Dear My Friend, Mm -hmm. where he talks about kind of that childhood friend and his past, and he's regretful that they've gone different paths. Um, But there's kind of like this relationship going on. He says, um, in verse five, I remember when I was around 14, the awkwardness was only for a moment when I touched you again. So it seems like he's kind of returned to the piano after all this time you know but it's only it's just a little awkward mm-hmm. um because it's just so much time has gone past but The
1: piano is very accepting of him yeah I, you know it could be about a friend but I always go back to the piano I always know? go back
2: to the piano too
1: and I think when we were like well it can't just be about a piano it has to be deeper than that and mm-hmm. we're like maybe it's about his his vocation and calling for music yeah. and that like every time he's turned to music, it has never portrayed him. Mm-hmm. It has never not accepted him mm-hmm. even when he has rejected it.
2: Yeah. When he says, even though I was gone for a long time without repulsion, you accepted me without you, I am nothing. And that really does seem like his vocation to music and how, I mean, we know that Jungi came up from a very, low income family and he's speaking he's spoken about how you know he used to have to decide between bus fare and dinner for the night and to to come from that you your life can't be music like that I'm Mm -mm. sure in your family you're thinking that's not realistic for me to have money and support myself and like to be able to live or Mm -hmm. help my family out like so he must have been you know as a young teen been pulled in so many different directions thinking about his love for music but what he should do for his family and if he can't make it in music then he's wasting his time because he won't be able to support himself and help his family
1: yeah so and so, yeah, and yeah. going off of that in the next verse, he really talks about, like, when he goes on to try to make that extra cash. And we all know this story, but when he was basically doing delivery and trying to make that extra change to get by, he says, I said, grasping my crushed shoulder, I really can't do any more. Every time I wanted to give up by my side, you said, bastard you really can do it. Yeah. And so he got in that accident where his shoulder got crushed underneath, mm-hmm. like I think it was a motorcycle yeah. or some kind of scooter. Like he was
2: doing deliveries on a scooter, like yeah. he got hit by a car or something while he was on the scooter. And while he was in his trainee life. Yeah, like he was signed to Big Hit and he had to keep it a secret because he knew or felt like, but... V- he has said he felt like they were going to release him. He would not be in BTS. He would not have been a trainee anymore if they knew that he had been making deliveries to earn side money, which he wasn't allowed to do, and that he had injured himself, which is why he recently had shoulder surgery.
1: Yeah, and it seems just like a massive sign from above, Mm -hmm. like a a sign from God. Like, this isn't your destiny. You're not meant to be here. Like, you're going to get hurt. This isn't like, you know, it was a moment in his life where it's like, this clearly isn't the right path. Like Mm -hmm. I need to be dedicating myself to music. And Mm -hmm. I just see him being on the piano and playing around with the chords and keys and melodies and thinking, wow, damn it. Yeah, you really can do it. And this is something you can really make a living for because you are
2: gifted. Yeah. It had to have been a clarifying moment for him because it was, I could lose everything right here because I was out making fucking deliveries yeah. you know um, and I just love the line of like the music saying to him the music within him the passion within him saying bastard you can really do it like you can definitely do it you will be successful because he just has it within him he couldn't deny it anymore I love after the that. belief
1: you know yeah. like that intuition it sounds like it's the piano that's telling him but it's him himself coming Mm -hmm. to this realization it's the
2: connection that he has with the signs
1: that he's been given all his life yeah this is his calling yeah
2: even when i pushed you away even when i resented meeting you like this is a life he had to live but it would be impossible for him to not live this life like this was his path was to become a musician and to share his genius that he has with music like he Mm -hmm. really is just so musically talented yeah yeah he
1: is And he is giving music to millions of people around the world, Mm -hmm. for sure, that we all connect with. This is what he was born to do. Yeah. My birth and the end of my life will be there. You will be there to watch over it all. Wow. And I think that's the music within him. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: So, First Love really was Uh, mind-blowing for us. We've heard it so many times. (laughs) Round of applause for Min fucking (laughs) Yoongi. Min Yoongi. All right. Let's talk about Reflection so we're still continuing on these single songs so this is namjoon's solo song written and produced only by namjoon and slow rabbit which makes so much sense because it really feels like a precursor to mono oh yeah um it really does and so i see his style in this song so so much just like First love is so Yungyi, or you know, begin is so Jungkook. Oh yeah. Um, before even the instrumental begins, it has like a city ambiance. So I feel like it really fits here on the album after First Love because First Love had some of that like white noise city ambiance going on also. Mm-hmm. Um, so they feel very in tune to each other. This has a simple drum and like a drum kit going on with some synths that are coming in that give a really celestial vibe. Um, there's also some clapping during the outro, and this song kind of has a somber feel because it's slow tempoed it's contemplative and it's his rap is very conversational because it's I mean it's about reflection is that if he's looking in the mirror talking to himself about this oh yeah and he's just taking us along with him um and in these instrumental breaks that it has, uh, I really imagine him kind of stepping back and really reflecting on himself in the mirror, really just taking it all in, kind of sizing himself up and down and thinking about what he had just been talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel that too. Yeah. In the first verse, he says, our scenarios aren't just boring. I find this movie very amusing. Every day I want to shoot it well, I want to caress myself. And what's interesting about this first verse is the song can get pretty pessimistic throughout, but he's starting it off here and of like, I find this life that we're living to be amusing too, and Mm -hmm. I want to live it well, but there's so much like internal conflict going on. almost like existential Mm crisis-y that he thinks about because it's just June's mind Mm -hmm. that makes him like not want to you know like not not able to not able to or feel like willing to live this life you know so enthusiastically but here at the beginning he's saying he does find it amusing and he does want to shoot it well he does want to live a good life despite this but he's starting it off on like kind of a positive
2: note a little bit but the feeling of like i want to caress myself makes me think like self-soothing like he wants to comfort himself like even if he can't like live his life to the best as he feels you know that's true the Mm -hmm. first line that really resonated with me um was but you know sometimes i really really hate myself to be honest Quite often, I really hate myself, and I'm not proud to say that I resonate with that line so much, but it's so true. Like, I, like, it's... Too f- way more frequent than I would care to admit that like I mean at least a couple times a week where I have intense feelings of self-hatred and just like thinking about everything like just pouring through anything random in my past and just hating myself for it and um, you know so I just really resonate with that and, and he I, clearly I,
1: feels it too yeah I, mm-hmm. I just feel
2: very validated in that to know that like other people experience like this depth of self-hatred and it's not all the time but just sometimes I really hate myself you know and it's for various reasons and he talks about them too but it makes um, it hard
1: to live your life well when you feel this way about yourself
2: yeah it's so true Mm -hmm.
1: in the second verse he says the world is just another name for despair my height is just another diameter for the earth whoa this really makes me feel like he feels insignificant Mm -hmm. in the world and this world is just made of despair, that no happiness is around, and that we're meant to suffer.
2: Mm -hmm. It's just a cruel world. Yeah, Yeah. And
1: then he goes on to say, I am all of my joy and anxiety. It repeats every day, the love and hate directed to me. Mm. You know, even though he's talking a lot about this, You know, he has these moments where he hates himself or he feels like the world is is a despair and he Mm -hmm. feels very insignificant. But there's this part of him that he keeps mentioning throughout the song where he feels joy, Mm -hmm. moments of joy or moments of love. And it's like this back and forth you know pull and tug
2: yeah he mentions like positive things too like earlier he says that a beer makes him smile or that he has friends too and I really love the that line I'm all of my joy and my anxiety because you can you can recognize it all and you can have it all and it's almost like how bad the anxiety or like the self hatred is makes the joy so much better so much sweeter and like so much more important to realize and to grasp onto.
1: yeah yeah definitely
2: anyways he says later on everyone else knows where they're supposed to be but only I walk without purpose but still blending in with them is more comfortable and I just feel like I mean he's talking about being able to just walk aimlessly through life and wondering what his purpose is i think like so many of us get inspiration from namjoon and have drawn strength from him you know and from his words or from his music but he still feels like he hasn't found like that life purpose that life goal and i think that comes from you mentioned earlier like his existential dread dread he just he is so intelligent that he thinks so big about the the lifelong Mm -hmm. problems the lifelong questions but he's always pondering them and always like consumed yeah. by them and worried about yeah. them,
1: yeah, yeah, the height of me is just the diameter of the earth oh like, so that's really heartbreaking, so, to so insignificant. Feel insignificant, yeah, yeah, but you know he doesn't feel this way all the time no he he goes back and forth he' goes yeah. he's
2: really going back and forth, yeah. As he sa- He even says later, because right now I'm happy, but I'm unhappy looking at myself like you can evaluate the what you're happy about yourself and what you're unhappy about yourself at the same time. Yeah.
1: And that's how he ends the song with the outro of I wish I could love myself, realizing that like the underlying theme here for him is that like maybe some of this wouldn't be so miserable if I could just love who I am to the core. Mm -hmm. I wish I could love myself. Yeah
2: like you wouldn't mind you know those little things about yourself that you end up loathing later on when you think about them because it's just you and you love that about you Mm -hmm. but it's a hard place to get to and I think that's why he's not there and why he's saying this over and over again I wish I could love myself like the verb wish goes along with the hope that you keep mentioning throughout the song like it's him hoping that he can
1: I think that's what makes June so special mm-hmm. and June himself is that like even though he has this like existential pessimism mm-hmm. and it's inevitable because of the way his mind thinks mm-hmm. um, but there's this underlying hope that you know he's here for a reason yeah and that you know we are meant to be happy to some extent and like, he aims for that
2: and that one day he can love himself yeah.
1: it's a stepping stone it's and a it stepping really stone. is to what we get into with later on and his own growth and with yeah. BTS's discography. Yeah, but
2: I mean, definitely, I mean, even starting this song where he's saying he hates myself, to by the end, wishing he could love himself, even mm-hmm. within the song, he has so much growth and, totally you know, looking forward to that future. And yeah, he is so special. It's why I really resonate with him because I feel like the deep feels he feels, like I feel those things. Yeah. I've, I've gone through that personally. And when I listen to his music and when I read his lyrics, I feel so validated by what he's gone through because i can't believe that like me random person on the other side of the world i've gone through feels the same way yeah Yeah. it's a human trait
1: it's a human trait Mm -hmm. kim namjoon yeah thanks for putting it into words yeah thank you so next is mama which is j-hope's solo track for songwriters and producers it was produced and written by p-dog and j-hope that's incredible That's all it is. Hey, mama. It's so great. (laughs) This song is really a shift in mood in the album. It is a huge shift, and it's a huge shift in the album. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, with mama, the production, at the very beginning, we hear this film rolling. We hear muffled horns at the beginning that gradually become less muffled and very loud. Super ego. Tons oh. of horns, yeah. there's a strong drum beat, there's a record scratching throughout, we get that hip-hop feel, um, super funky, it's just J-Hope's funk, bouncy rap that we hear over the track. It is like what I would classify as celebratory funk, mm-hmm. which is what we hear in his mixtape, it's what we hear with Ego. Uh, Mama is specifically similar to like a gospel jubilee. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've been reading African-American music and introduction. So listening to Mama, I have this like finer ear because I've just recently read this book that like it really does have this like gospel jubilee choir within Mm -hmm. the ending of the song. And um, it's a feeling of rejoicing and joyfulness. So joyful. It's very joyful. I
2: think it works with his funky vibe, but mm -hmm. it's the celebration that like ties it all together and makes it all work. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he also, like yungi tells a narrative within First Love, J-Hope is also telling a narrative within his song through his lyrics. He starts in 2006, where he kind of gives his backstory about how he... Um, always loved to dance he was crazy for dance but it really um, was a financial burden on his family for him to be able to participate and so his mom was a huge support and would you know make sure that they had the money for it even to the point of having to work in another town like in another city it seemed like from context it seemed like she you know they wouldn't be home often or they wouldn't be able to see each other in person very often but she made that sacrifice to be able to support his passion for dance which is just so incredible
1: yeah his mom really did what she could to support the family so that she could support his dreams Mm -hmm. yeah and he talks about how in the moment he didn't really realize the amount of strength it took for his mother to do that but in the chorus he says hey mama now you can lean on me I'll always be by your side hey mama because you gave me selflessly to me because, yeah, you gave selflessly to me because you were my support. Mm-hmm. And so here he's showing like, hey, I've made it. You can relax. You've supported me to this point And now, like, I can help you. Yeah. And you have been so selfless up to this point that, like, you deserve to be uh, spoiled. And yeah. I get to give back to you now.
2: Him recognizing her selflessness and how much she gave up and how hard she worked for him to achieve this dream uh, made him say, like, I was determined to succeed. And he truly was determined to be able to get here and to succeed and, you know, have a reason to for for her pain and for her turmoil and struggles and all of her working and it's amazing I love the line of him saying you can lean on me Mm -hmm. um and saying because you were my support now you can believe in your son you can smile you can be proud you can be proud. you can be proud In the refrain, he says, I now know a grace like the heavens, mama. Like he's entered the promised land with, you know, how good life is for him now. And now he can give it back to her and, you know, shower his family with that. And that's just so incredible.
1: Mm -hmm. And he even says failure is the mother of success, mother.
2: Yeah, which is true. Mm -hmm. It's so true. I mean, when you fail if you pick yourself back up and you can go on after that failure, you will find success.
1: Mm-hmm. This is a great song to listen to if you really... I mean, the song is pretty straightforward about its meaning, but if you ever want to express your gratitude for your mom, I feel like mothers can act so selflessly for, you know, their children so mm-hmm. that their children can succeed or be better or do better yeah, and have a great life. And so... I just love that he has this whole song dedicated to his mom, and that it's presented in this very like jubilee way, like this very happy, rejoiceful mm-hmm. way. Like thank you,
2: yeah. Like not only thank you, but let's celebrate because you made this possible for me, Like and you I get owe it to all kick to you. back now. Yeah, you can relax. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you and be know. proud. She's living in luxury because
1: my my success is yours. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah my success is yours. That's mm-hmm. how he feels. It is. Yeah. Oh, J Hope, he I just know, has such Hobie. admiration and love. Uh-huh. Sunshine. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Awake. uh This was Jin's solo track on the album. And Awake was produced and written by Slow Rabbit, Jin, J Hope, June, P Dog, Nam June, and Hitman Bang. So, mainly about this song, obviously, Jin. Ballad Original soundtrack vocal, vocal king! king. Oh, my God. <laughs> he is just like such a fucking powerhouse. His voice is incredible.
1: His vocals. Oh, my gosh. Oh. It doesn't
2: matter where in his register he is. He uses the full support of his diaphragm to have such a strong delivery in his voice. Every time. Even very high up. He does not go into like that head voice falsetto. He belts it. He belts it, which it's is such diaphragm. a skill.
1: It's all diaphragm. Oh, how supporting him?
2: How? in his song Awake he has beautiful orchestral composition which like by this time has really become a theme in this album that a lot of these songs have this orchestra in the background supporting them Strings. so even though they all have a different vibe like R&B funk whatever it may be they have this kind of unifying instruments playing or a lot of them will have like clapping or something else that kind of ties them together in sound so it works so well the way they have unique sounds of the songs but they're bringing in through production similar instruments to tie it together so he has that orchestra and he has accompanying piano and he has a drum kit going on too Um, he's so if we could just describe one song on this album as passionate it's this song it is this song so passionate we could spend the time to say every single emotion, but it's really the the lyrics, the emotion that the lyrics want to portray, he effortlessly portrays them in his delivery. You can feel what he's saying as he sings it. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. We really touched on how this is like main character shit, yeah. this song is. Because oh, yeah. it's like accepting his fate seems like a turning point for protagonist of a story yeah
2: yeah I feel like he really thought about every moment of delivery to give that main character vibe like Uh for let me just give you an example is that like even at the beginning of the song he has this beautiful vibrato just softly at the end of his words and it brings an air of uncertainty and self-doubt which is like kind of a theme that we see him struggle with in this song oh yeah uh, yeah let's get into the lyrics yeah
1: so for the lyrics At the pre-chorus, he says, yeah, it's my truth. It's my truth. I will be covered with wounds all over, but it's my fate. It's my fate. Still, I want to struggle and fight. Mm. So he has this like strong acceptance, like realization of like, this is my truth. This is my fate. There's nothing I can change about it. But even though I'm struggling and feel like I can never really like make it, I still want to struggle through it. Mm -hmm. I still want to aim for it and reach for it, whatever that is. And I really feel like it's that being the perfect idol or, you know, being the the best that he can be in terms of his craft. Yeah. And
2: I, I agree with you that it's to do with like being the perfect like band member or idol, because throughout this song, there's a couple different times where he mentions like, Six flowers and like or flower petals. petals and the six flowers are supposed to represent like the six members. He says like still I hold the six flowers tightly in my hand. I'm just walking and so he feels like they're all kind of running and soaring and flying he says in the chorus maybe I can never fly like I can't fly like the flower petals over there now referring to his members as the flower petals flying beautifully soaring through the sky and the air and him just saying that he's walking beside them and he truly doesn't feel like when he wrote this song when he's performing this song truly not feeling like Maybe he's deserving of this position or that he has anything special to offer that his members aren't offering.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's not only a common theme with Awake. We hear it in Abyss. We hear it um, just Moon. With, with Moon. A lot of his solo tracks. We hear Epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the common themes here. But really with Awake, it's like so raw. When he talks about it, like Mm -hmm. as though I have wings, maybe I can't touch the sky. I want to stretch out my hand. Like he still has this desire to keep running and reaching for his goals. Um, But he feels and like almost matter of factly says in the song, it's my fate to never be there. Yeah. It's my fate to just be here on the sideline kind of. Yeah. Which is heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking. Because... I listened to this song on loop and just cried for like a straight hour. Yeah. um, Because I just, I related to these lyrics. Sometimes I feel like I could never be as great as I would like to be or have much of an impact on the world as I would like to. Um, So here he is like being this global musician who's so well recognized. and Worldwide handsome. Yes. And not feeling like he's. Really living up to the expectation of what he expects of himself mm. or, like, what he sees. He, I mean, he looks at his members and he thinks, wow, they're all so great.
2: Yeah. All, um, what am I bringing to the table? Never feeling
1: like he's enough or never destined for greatness. I
2: feel like he feels like he's never adequate. And, yeah, and like, he's always... Kind of trailing behind. Never good and, enough. Yeah, never good enough, which sucks. And I I understand how he's feeling that way or why he's feeling that way. Like, look at J-Hope. Like, he's an incredible dancer, uh-huh. but he's been dancing since he was uh, three years old. You know, he's mm-hmm. a street dancer for ten years before joining BTS. Like, of course he's gonna have a leg up on you on dancing. Yeah. But it's like where Jin.
1: It's all the self-doubt. Yeah,
2: all the self-doubt. Like he holds his own with vocals. Oh, I mean, duh. he's the vocalist. He's incredible. He's this incredible powerhouse
1: we could go on and on about how amazing he is right we could say this to him and I'm sure his members have told this to him like why he's here right why he's meant to be here why he deserves this recognition and for him his response would be I'm wide awake I'm here I see it clearly but it's no lie hmm. this is my fate yeah like that's how that's how real it feels in the moment that even like our words or the words of his members can never make him feel like differently yeah that's why this song is like extremely heartbreaking yeah
2: because he says it's my truth it doesn't matter what everyone else says to you what they think about you i know what it is i know what it is for me i don't believe that myself or this is how it really is that's
1: why it's a really heartbreaking song but he's yeah he's really grown from this you know this is back in 2016 wings but i just really have so much admiration for him for being so honest in this song yeah yeah and for being you know like I'm wide awake this is my fate there's no lie right here mm-hmm. and uh yeah but yeah. he's very special and there's no a yeah. reason Why he is where he is. I'm
2: thinking about like how much like we resonate with like Nam June's lyrics and I'm feeling the same way with this song now too. Like, like we've all been there where like we feel inadequate or we, you know, someone says, (laughs) I'm, someone says, I'm proud of you, Bethany. You do such a great job. You're an amazing whatever. I constantly
1: question like, why am I the OT instead of my, you know, my Coda doing this or like, why am I not? I don't feel like I'm making as much of a difference on my patients' lives. Or, like, why am I a BTS podcast? Or right. there's so many other people like here who are so much more knowledgeable? who the fuck am I? Who the yeah. fuck am I to be here? Right.
2: Right? Right. Totally. Yeah. So we've all been there. And so I just, yeah, I feel this with Jin's Awake, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's move on to Lost. So Lost was written and produced by p Dog, Supreme Boy, Peter Epson, Richard Rawson, Lee Paul Williams, RM, and June. So for the production and vibe of this song, it's a vocal line song. Yes. But it is extremely poppy. It's like an electronic pop, a lot of mixing, a lot of synths. There's a steady drum and bass that plays throughout, but it is like Super feel-good, very danceable, and um, hopeful. Hopeful. Uplifting.
2: So hopeful. Mm-hmm. I love this song. I love any vocal line song because they're just vocals on display. Incredible. Yes. In the first verse, he's they say, lost between the deserts and oceans, I'm still wandering. And it makes me think, is this where like, w- you know, we can turn a desert into an ocean? Like, is this where that came from? Is this yeah. lyric?
1: I think it's the beginning of it. Yeah.
2: Because mm-hmm. they they use that throughout like their love yourself and speak yourself to her as like on the screen or like the banners that they would hand out for people to have. So I just find that it's
1: right here. Mm -hmm. So cool. And they say, I still believe, even though it's unbelievable, to lose your path is the way to find the path. That to get lost is actually a part of the journey.
2: Mm -hmm. To get lost is where you're found. And that's where you're meant to be. Yeah. Yeah constantly pushing without rest within a complicated world without an exit no matter how much I wander I want to believe in my path so even though you may feel like you're wandering and aimless and you're not quite sure where you're going you can still believe in yourself and know that you're going in the right direction just purely the fact that you are going
1: Mm -hmm. you're still moving forward yeah Mm -hmm. at the bridge they say so long goodbye to my hope with no promise so long Even if I'm slow, I will walk with my own feet, no matter how much I wander, I want to believe in my path. But There's no direct route, right? And then it's your own feet beneath you, and you're going to walk the the path that you are destined for, whether you're moving forward, backwards, off to the side, or completely off a different path. Um, you have to believe that it's your own path that you're walking, even yeah. when you feel lost.
2: I will never lose my dream. It's like that acceptance of losing your path, but being okay with taking another way mm-hmm. and just, you know, Okay. Even in verse two, they say there's a reason for all this frustration. I believe that we're on the right path. So, like, even though you go through problems on your pathway, it doesn't mean that you're going the wrong way. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just there's always something in the way. There's always like life that, you know, things get thrown at you, but you can still be determined and keep at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That line I really think was written by RM. He wrote on the like song. I, when we read it, I was like, mm, this sounds like Namjoon. <laughs> like, there's a reason for all this frustration. You know, like, we are human. We are meant to feel this way. Mm-hmm. And even though we feel frustrated and lost in the moment, we're obviously on the path that we're destined to be on.
2: Yeah. And I just love, like, the chorus and post-chorus that's really, like, the mantra for this song. Like, lost my way, I wander, I want to believe in my path, and then post post-chorus where they go back and forth between between saying lost my way and found my way because that's what they're doing in the same time like even if they're lost they still can find that that path and that destiny and that goal Mm
1: -hmm. I think we've all been here yeah you know feeling like really pulled away from yourself feeling lost but knowing that it's a part of the journey and to not get too hung up on it
2: just so relatable. Mm-hmm. I'm, as it's we're getting relatable. deeper and deeper into this album, I'm feeling each individual song relating to my life journey in a different way. Something,
1: emotions, and experiences that we all go through. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So the next up is Cypher Part Four fucking iconic
1: iconic um
2: this was written by chris tricky stewart uh medor j pierre rm j-hope and suga uh obviously this is a rap line song and it is the ultimate hype fucking cocky song cocky. cocky it's for the haters it is for the haters uh, the rap line is or the rap itself is doing most of the work the instrumental is fairly simple with just like a consistent bass line and like repetitive synths throughout the instrumental is super repetitive it's the rap delivery that fucking kills this song um, there's also a lot of echoes that they add in and this song is the height of J-Hope ad libs mm-hmm. like really
1: lots of J-Hope ad libs and you really realize like j-hope contributes so much to bts's songs with his ad libs oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) but here in the first verse we've got rm saying because i'm breathing i'm sorry bae because I'm too healthy, I'm sorry, Bay. <laughs> like, do I have to be sorry for breathing and for being healthy? Like, that's the kind of hate and like he's being slated by these people in right. a way. Like, literally, sorry, just bae. mad that
2: he's taking up space because
1: I'm like breathing, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and then he goes on to say in his verse, "Why don't you change your pattern of talking shit about others, Bay?" And then at the end, "You hate me, but you know me. Mm-hmm. You hate me, but you know." me. It's like, yeah, you know his name, you know who the fuck he is. So like really you hating on him does not affect him at all. Nope. Not one bit.
1: Yeah. And in the hook, everyone all together, including RM really leading it, says, I love, I love, I, I love, love myself. myself. Yeah. Yo played it no yo players, haters, you should love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, incredible we went from i wish i could love myself with reflection to straight up i love, I love myself i love i love myself in the face mm. of his haters this amazing is, this That's is gross. namjoon
2: being like sad emo boy, sad emo boy on his own walking along the han river yeah like spending time <laughs> alone and being sad and hating himself and then he gets with his brothers and he fucking gets on stage and thinking about the haters he's like i fucking love myself
1: sometimes you need that support that's right everyone mm-hmm. needs support yeah and that's definitely what the rap line is yeah. for him too yeah yeah so in the second verse j-hope says i want to get sleep time without a chance to rest we're receiving spotlight uh you want to be my life again this call to like wanting rest makes me think of disease mm-hmm. like the j-hope parallels here it's just crazy um but that he works so hard and that he sees the envy of his haters and he's straight up saying like oh you want to be my life yeah well there's no rest in the spotlight that's right basically
2: that's right he even says this is like going back to his ambition yet again I can't be satisfied just being here. I'm climbing up there high, high, high. That's right. My method is different. I was like, ooh, what a line. My method is different. Like, ooh, okay, cocky. I take on the road no matter what. Like, he will take on any challenge. Anything that comes in his path, he's going to take it on. He's ambitious. He's capable.
1: Yeah, no one can do it like him. No
2: one can fucking do it like Mm -hmm. him. And he says...
1: So come what may, following one verse, I draw a bigger picture for the rest of your life. Continue screaming from that position, dream come true continue screaming from that position I really just think that he is like living his best life Mm -hmm. you know like his dream really is coming true here Yeah, and haters are always going to be screaming and yelling at him no matter where he's at
2: and he's like hey one verse that's just the beginning for me Mm -hmm. and you're already bad I really just found this line super clever and I'm like such a sucker for clever rap lines he says click I'm cat everyone's mouse I choose and put an X like cause and and like so much in there like cat and mouse obviously it's like that game of chase it's so there's so much symbolism and then I choose and put an x like cause like he just loves cause he put it into the song they have like the x's on their eyes I just think it's great I just think it's super lyrically smart and clever to put this yeah, in here and it's every, very it's him
1: almost like everyone else is the prey you yeah know? that's like, right he's just Marked so confident in his abilities yeah. yeah he can do what he wants that's right mm-hmm and then he says open up your eyes and look at my ambition. Lean in your ears and listen. This will be the first and final words. Yeah, learn from me. Learn <laughs> like from I'm, me. Yeah, like open take your a ears. look at my own ambition. Keep your eyes and ears open basically. Right.
2: Right. Damn. Yungi has like two back to back verses, like verse three and verse four, but verse four is a little bit shorter before the hook. And so, just a couple lines from that, he says, I'm so high. How dare you covet? The difference is pretty big. You can't see it. So, like, I mean, you can't even fathom how much beyond him. or how much beyond you he is so like why are you even trying to covet what he has Um, and then he says why is it my fault that your life is non-committal like why is it my fault that you're fucking aimless like that you don't have anything going for you that I have everything going for me it makes
1: me think about all of BTS's wins when people are like oh if it wasn't for BTS my group would be winning Mm -hmm. and he's like why is my success the result of your failure you know yeah
2: why can't you just be successful on your yeah. own yeah um he says this is like such a fucking mic drop to me the way he ends his verse because i'm gonna earn more from now on by all means please live healthily like he's just wishing his haters wishing the best well, and yeah wishing them out. well <laughs> yeah i just love it be healthy bye bitch yeah and yeah. he
1: thanked the haters back in his first love song that's
2: right he yeah. really did
1: mm-hmm. love it love it is the ultimate cocky like if you need a you know a confidence boost mm-hmm. this is the perfect song
2: especially that i mean the chorus of i love myself over I and over know, again talk I'm about wrong. a mantra oh
1: yeah. yeah it's a mantra oh yeah so next is am i wrong for songwriters and producers it was written by keb moe sam kleppner james reynolds josh wilkinson rm supreme boy gecko p-dog and adora So for the vibe and production of the song, this track heavily samples the 1994 song Am I Wrong by Keb Moe, and he's actually an American blues folk musician. Mm -hmm. And you hear that, like, sampled throughout. But for being a politically charged song, this song's melody is surprisingly playful and fun, especially playful during the vocal line when they're singing Am I Wrong at the chorus. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. yeah it's just very very playful and fun the main instrumental and in the melody is played on this like it's kind of like a brass instrument but it has a more electronic sound to it so it's probably like produced on a keyboard of some sort but that melody carries throughout the song oh yeah and it's it's really notable yeah throughout.
2: like propels you through the song mm-hmm. yeah Um, So getting into the lyrics of Am I Wrong, the first ones that really stuck out to us, like you said, it's a very politically charged song. Like this song is a, like the question that they're asking, am I wrong? They're asking it because it's as if they're looking around and feeling like they're the only person who's recognizing that like this society thing is fucked up and Mm -hmm. like there's a there's a problem with it. Yeah. So like they say, have ears, but don't listen, have eyes, but don't see fish live in all our hearts its name is selfish selfish so just saying that all of us are selfish and we're basically turning a blind eye to like you know atro- atrocities going on
1: yeah but just turning so inwardly to ourselves and not seeing the world beyond our own world you right know? right uh-huh we're all dogs pigs become dogs because we're angry stork versus crow tit wearing every day which we know the whole like historic versus crow tip with like the socio socioeconomic status and just like the differences in generations especially in south korea Mm -hmm. and what's expected of like people of you know especially like millennials what has been expected of us right um so it's just like interesting to see like all of it put down here like the dogs, the pigs, like how, mm-hmm. how like upper officials and upper class might see the lower class. As I mean, dogs
2: it's, or yeah. yeah, or like I mean, even thinking about like you know people being called pigs who like work for the system or whatever you know like exactly. government pigs or whatever, or like the
1: government just keeping some people like providing basic needs of like mm-hmm. feeding like livestock. Them. Yes, yeah. like livestock. Yeah. Yeah, it's messed up.
2: And in case you hadn't, like, heard our Bapsay episode with the more, it, like information in death, about tit crotit and stork it's more about like the stork is like the upper class and the people that walk all over everybody easily with the long legs and the tit is like this little tiny bird that's bouncing around at the bottom that's supposed to be like the lower class or the people who don't have a voice in, in society or like to affect change and could easily break right know? so mm-hmm. warring every day is this like these two factions going against each other people who are in the thick of it and people who are just walking around ignoring it stepping over it all yeah 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 which is why they ask in the chorus am i wrong where am i going the world's going crazy yeah.
1: am i wrong like in the, they're really just calling to us mm. and like looking at each other during the performance like am i wrong mm-hmm. like do you see this too rm says if what you see on the news is nothing to you if that comment is nothing to you, if the hatred is nothing to you, you're not normal. You're abnormal. That's right. Like if you turn the blind eye and you feel nothing from what you see on the news and what's going on, that's not normal. And you're abnormal. Like you should be doing something or should be feeling something from this. You
2: should care.
1: It really makes me think of strange, Mm -hmm. you know, on D2. Strange really talks a lot about this too. Like really open your eyes and take a look at what's going on around you and don't be so self-centered and focused on your own life that you neglect what's going on around you right
2: because what's going on around you matters too and is important and you're like essentially not doing your duty as a person or as like a member of society if you're ignoring the problems that you can talk about and help bring change to um Later on towards the um the chorus and the bridge or not, not the chorus, but later on in the bridge, they say, though I walk this crazy world's path, I still want to live longer. I want to find it my faith. So like, I feel like that's like wanting to find like your faith in humanity and, you know, continuing on through this winding path that the world has you set on. It makes me think of lost again, like the mm-hmm. path that they're looking for, um, but wanting to find that direction and like also the belief in others that they're going to look around and they're going to want to help out too. And you're not the only one standing there by yourself. Like, am I wrong for fucking seeing this and having a problem with it? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And they also say, are you ready for this? No, I'm not like acknowledging that. Like (laughs) these are like big,
2: big things, big issues. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and they even acknowledge like, is this what it means to, be an adult,
2: yeah, but even here, even though, like, we've talked about it's like a very politically charged song, we haven't like said this is specifically the issues or the topics that they're bringing light to, and that's again just I because th- they th- are making this relatable to everyone to like what's
1: going on in your you know, your, your country, country, your state, yeah, yeah, where you are, your community,
2: and mm-hmm. so you can resonate specifically with how you feel going through that, yeah, yeah, genius yeah. the way they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's talk about 21st century girls. Uh, 21st Century Girls was written And produced by P-Dog, Hitman Bang RM and Supreme Boy And this is a super quick Tempoed song, there's like clapping Immediately and it's a really Like party song, it feels like it's party Time by the time we've gotten to this point In the album, Mm -hmm. Um, like Am I Wrong really kind of built us up And got us a little bit more hype Cypher Part 4 brought that too And now we're like in full party phase Um, It really has a strong EDM music style And it just feels very empowering. Like this song is literally BTS hyping up their female army and like boosting our confidence and like talking about how beautiful and amazing and Mm. like incredible we are and giving us like mantras to hold on to um, all while giving us this tour party concert song that is just meant to be performed, meant to be enjoyed with others. Totally.
1: yeah. Yeah. They say you're worth it you perfect deserve it just work it yes the first verse, you know (laughs) it really is empowering you shine you're the truth and the reason
2: yes namjoon and j-hope says if anyone keeps insulting you tell them you're my lady whatever this world tells you you're the best to me just the way you are like i love that super empowering
1: yeah, and in the third verse Gook goes on to say, don't ever be scared. Whatever people say, you're okay, all right. You are strong. And it's just again affirmation of just you're strong. Whenever people say you're okay mm-hmm. and like, you know, they're just supporting us. Yeah.
2: Really echoing and cheering for us. For sure, cheering for us. Like the hook and the pre chorus and chorus all bring those concepts together too. Like they say to the twentieth century girls, live your life. Tell them that you're strong. Tell them you're enough. Uh let you go, let you go. Like let you go live your own life. Do your own thing. Um, and then of course the chorus, All my ladies, put your hands up. I mean, this mm-hmm. is like the party part. Imagine like being in the club with all your girlfriends and this song playing and just screaming and you know (laughs) or being at the wings trilogy concert tour like with this song incredible amazing and they say put your hands up now scream and then we're all like you know yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: sugar and j-hub's verse they say obey don't lower yourself okay don't set yourself to them like don't bring yourself down. Yeah, to, don't like, stoop to their, level. to their level. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they can
2: hate, but you don't have to do it back. Yeah. Um, and then I really felt like this was like the, a mantra for this song. Um. When, when they say, everybody want to love you, bae. Everybody gonna love you, bae. You deserve to be loved. Like, just repeat that to yourself in the morning, in the mirror, every morning. You every know? morning. Like, the confidence you would get from, like, really, I might start doing this because it's so short and easy. Uh-huh. Everybody want to love you, bae everybody gonna love you bae you deserve to be loved oh
1: oh love that thanks bts yes it's such a fun <laughs> song too silly choreo i know they have a blast performing it they do
2: like i couldn't believe that these lyrics are like so empowering as they are like i didn't realize that it had such a depth of like appreciation for army and like wanting us to feel the best about ourselves
1: yeah Yeah. yeah. so next is two three for songwriting and production, it was written by Slow Rabbit, P Dog, Hitman Bang, RM, J Hope, and Suga. And for this production and vibe, the instrumental has an electric guitar and keyboard playing in unison that later is joined by a drum kit. And for the instrumental, it's fairly light. It's easy listening. The instrumental is really just delivering that foundation service because the majority of the emotion and delivery, which is a common theme with wings, it comes from the rap and vocal. And we hear the echoes of Han Dulcet, which is really that place for the fan chant for armies to be also saying it back to like a fan chat back mm-hmm. to bts it's a very hopeful and extremely healing song this is like ultimate army bts, BTS. unifying song end of the concert you we know. can get through anything through anything each together. other's love and support it's really been a journey on this album we have gone through Guilt and self-discovery mm-hmm. and reflection and self-hate mm-hmm. and feeling like we're never destined for anything great. Mm-hmm. And now at the end here, we're feeling unified with BTS and ARMY and feeling hopeful that like even though times are tough, we're going to make it, and yeah. it's going to be okay. Yeah. We've got each other's backs.
2: Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, they've brought us through so many emotions by the time we get to this mm-hmm. point. When when we got to this in research, this latter half, these last couple songs, we really started to feel that catharsis that mm-hmm. we were hoping to feel with Wings because it really did take us from such lows and really make us reflect on hard things that you go through in life, and now we're at such a high point with 2-3, and almost this... Um, um, s- not a celebration song, but something that can always give you hope
1: and um, give you strength and give
2: you strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that over especially through COVID, um, I think like Army has drawn a lot of strength and hope from the song. So in the second verse, RM says, let's only walk on flower trails. And I can't say that. Like it's not always going to be perfect, basically. Let's only see good things. I can't say that either. Saying that there will only be good things from now on. Saying that you won't get hurt. I can't say that. I can't lie like that. So he's not going to give us false hope, but he is talking about the, you know, the good times ahead that we could have. Mm-hmm.
1: Shaka really like gives a direct quote to like what the haters have said to him but he ends up saying like as the haters saying to him observing how you act soon you'll cease to exist and that's what he says thank you so much (laughs) Mm -hmm. because of your inferiority complex I was able to prove something of myself
2: yeah Like, uh, the haters just gave something to him. It gave him a reason to work Uh, so hard to prove himself. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And he says, we'll be happy by ourselves. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then, of course, the pre-chorus and chorus saying, it's okay when I say one, two, three, forget it. Erase all sad memories. Hold my hands and smile. And we've talked about this song before. I think on one through seven, we talked about this song, but Mm -hmm. just having that one, two, three and the visual of, holding hands and smiling with someone and being unified is really like a coping mechanism and like counting to yourself to try to calm you down or work through what you're going through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Even taking deep breaths or being in the moment of the present. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And that like, I mean physically holding on to someone is like really physically grounding yourself and mm-hmm. being in that present moment too, which can help.
1: Yeah. J-Hope in his verse he talks about a lot of his, like, self-doubt and just, like, the shadow within himself. But he expresses his gratitude for ARMY, for believing in someone like him, for dealing with the tears and wounds that he has. So thanks um, for becoming the flower and my most beautiful moment in life. No. And really expresses that, like, he couldn't love himself or, you know, be more accepting of these flaws if ARMY hadn't been accepting of him.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and just I mean talk about mantras this song has all of the mantras of like they just end the song by repeatedly saying it's okay come on when I say one two three forget it erase all sad memories and hold my hands and smile yeah so it just gives such a strong visual and it really is super supportive and hopeful and one of the most special songs that BTS and ARMY have together it's a
1: great BTS ARMY like
2: yeah. unison and of concert song yeah. <laughs> of
1: like we love you so much
2: yeah. <laughs> I oh god i can't i can't what about army what about it's army time and bts being surprised and them turning on two three and army singing it to them ah, emotional never I'm never over it okay somehow we've made it to the last song on this album it seems and crazy. 40 minutes in <laughs> can't believe it um but this is interlude wings and later on in the repackage it's called outro wings um interlude here on the original album it was written and produced by p-dog adora namjoon j-hope and suga um and throughout it we get some orchestra again and this one's really synthesized and we get electric piano and we get that clapping again as well this song also like 21st century girls has a really dance or like edm style and It makes us, it's super upbeat, it's happy, it's hopeful, but more than anything, it makes us feel so carefree. You can really let go of... Everything you were worrying about during lie and stigma and reflection Mm -hmm. and really let all of your worries go and just take off and fly with BTS with this carefree vibe of this song. Yeah,
1: it's like the so what. It's the so what. very carefree. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, even from the first verse Jungkook says, or the intro, his first line, take me to the sky. Like, we are taking off, we're flying together. And J-Hope talks about... Okay, I'm just going to preface this. I feel like all of the rappers kind of either call back to their songs in this album or kind of have like a a wrapping up resolution to their songs. So like J-Hope talks about being a child and not having big worries pretty much because his mom was taking care of those and kind of shielding him from those. And that this small feather, which was, I'm saying, his mom's support and his mom's like financial support and emotional support of him being a dancer... He says, my, this small feather was going to become my wings. And it totally did. It became, you know, like the support that his mom gave him mm-hmm. became his wings to fly and to become this global sensation. I love that callback yeah. to, you
1: know, what he talked about in Mama. Yeah. intro, Boy Meets Evil. Yeah. <laughs> In the second verse, Arm says, I went down a path people told me not to. I did things people told me not to. I wanted things I should not want, which, again, calls back to reflection Mm -hmm. uh, where he felt like pulled one way or the other or people felt like they had already found their calling in life and he felt very lost. Like he didn't have a purpose. Didn't have a purpose at all, yeah. I don't want to be successful. Doing something I don't want to do, I push myself. Word So, like, he continues on to find what it is that brings him that self-worth, yeah. you know, to do what he's felt he's meant to do. Yeah,
2: and then for Yoongi, some lines that stuck out were... I believe in myself my back hurts because it's to sprout my wings and it makes me think of like literally his shoulder being like injured from the accident he was in that became like that clarifying moment of him fully committing to the idol life Mm. and that became the sprout to his wings and even how in first love he talks so much about how he came and went he had such this relationship of with music growing up, and he says in this verse, This is the path you chose, dude. Don't doubt yourself. This is only the first flight. And so, this is really him saying, like You couldn't deny it. This is where you're supposed to be. This is your path and your destiny. Mm-hmm. And uh, taken off, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I don't want him to self doubt himself, but I don't think he's at that point anymore. I no, he's really grown no. <laughs> since then, yeah. But at the chorus and the hook and the bridge, they really just hit on like taking me to the sky. I can fly free. Mm -hmm. My wings, you know, they could fly. I would pierce through the the heavy air and fly. Mm -hmm. The bridge, they say, spread, spread, spread my wings. And I feel like this is... The perfect outro with all the la 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 la. la. The iconic la la la's. La, 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 la. Very, you know? very BTS. This is the
2: very carefree part of the song when uh-huh. they
1: spread, spread, spread
2: my way. Yeah, it's totally. The perfect outro. Oh, yeah. You feel amazing. You feel uplifted. You feel yeah. like you can achieve anything. Yeah. You can just go. Yeah. And BTS have empowered you to do it.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Love it. Love it. What a beast of an album. Oh, my gosh. 15 Wings. tracks. Incredible. <laughs> I I know,
2: like, we came in as fans at the very end of the Wings tour. And, you know, we didn't even know how big Wings was at the time. We had no context. No. But clearly, I mean, it is iconic album for so many reasons for me one of the main is that it's their first with solo tracks it really and
1: establishes their sound it really
2: did it's incredible how much these songs remind us of their solo tracks that they've made on love yourself answer or on seven or on b it is fucking insane how much they how much time they must have spent back then to develop and to be assured of each one of their individual sounds and at the same time, the the album itself has cohesion throughout. They, the songs mm-hmm. flow together. They go together. They match. Even though each one of them are kind of dabbling in a different genre and, you know, expressing different things about themselves, it, it has this continuity that's yeah. incredible. It's genius the way that they structured it. I
1: think that's where Damien kind of comes into play, that coming of age, you yeah. know, these these typical conflicts, internal conflicts that arise within each of us, just being human.
2: Definitely. And
1: uh, but being able to present that in each of their own unique sounds that they later on continue with. Yeah. But I mean, here it's the beginning for them.
2: This really is the beginning before... I mean, they took off with Wings. Like, they really did take off with Wings. There's yeah, no, they did. You know, like... Um, it's a little on the nose to say that, but... Um, <laughs> they they really... They literally took off with Wings. Global tour. But since then, their success has been unmatched and...
1: Uh, I mean, still unfathomable. Bigger than what they ever thought it would be. Bigger than
2: they ever dreamed. Yeah. And, um, you know, Wings, they really did something special with this. With having the solo songs and that kind of exploration, that individual exploration exploration but still coming together as a whole group especially with the subunit songs and the full seven songs too so Mm -hmm. um truly incredible iconic album one of the best one of the best one of the best of all time I'm so glad we finally got to do Wings yeah after a hundred episodes since we talked about the music videos for Wings Mm -hmm. but um it it, we were really missing their music
1: we were missing their music and we really found a new appreciation for a lot of these songs yeah. and so it was really a joy and a pleasure to yeah. go back and listen to this yeah
2: so uh, thanks Iconics for uh, allowing us to talk about Wings this week
1: thanks and for, we're staying here thanks for all for, of this <laughs> Yeah, hopefully
2: you listened through it we hope that you enjoyed it please let us know what you think about Wings or um, what you thought about this album review if you haven't already you can write us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify wherever you listen is really great um, and of course we want to extend a special thanks to our um, supporters on Patreon thank you Iconics so much for supporting us there especially our VIP Iconics Eileen michelle deja meg rachel robin crystal emily madison and holly we love you guys so ah, thank much thank you thank you if you enjoyed this episode please let us know um reach out to us on social media um standing bts podcast on twitter and instagram and of course you can find links for all of these things in the description thanks for listening and
1: thanks for standing bts